I'm Cheryl State Bryson, mom, divorcee, health nut, and host of the Healthy Mom After Divorce podcast, where I help divorced moms get healthy, create financial stability, and develop emotional fortitude while they master co-parenting their kids. The place is here, and your time is now. So let's do this. Hey, healthy mamas, welcome to the Healthy Mom After Divorce podcast. This is the 18th episode. And as always, you can find the full transcript for this episode at healthymomafterdivorce.com slash 18. And I also just want to take a minute to really express my gratitude that you have taken the time to listen and for being a part of the Healthy Mom After Divorce community. Now, today's episode is going to be a little bit different. When I was thinking about how I really got started on my healing journey, it occurred to me that it actually began with educating myself. Now, I'm an avid reader, so filling my brain with information is very therapeutic for me, especially when I'm struggling with something. I really need to understand what's going on to get me over that initial hump of confusion and fear and just that feeling of being lost. So on today's episode, I decided that I wanted to share some of the books that I found particularly helpful for me. And these are especially crucial if you're just starting out co-parenting with a high-conflict person, and frankly, you have no idea what's going on. I'm guessing the conflict is insane, your head is spinning, you don't know what direction to go, because it feels like you're putting out fires everywhere, and all the while, you're trying to keep your kids protected from it all. But it feels impossible. And, you know, in some ways, it is. Let me start by saying, you're not alone. Many Many women have been where you are, and many more will follow behind you. And I say women, not because men don't go through similar things, but simply because my focus is on divorced moms. There is no doubt, however, that there are lots of divorced dads out there who deal with high-conflict ex-partners as well. I remember in the beginning, shortly after separation, it felt like I was so far from shore, treading water, just keeping my head far enough above level to breathe. And whenever I would feel like I was gaining some traction in swimming to shore, figuring stuff out, something would pull me back out and I would have to continue treading, all the while getting more and more exhausted. And as I got more and more tired trying to manage the situation by focusing on all the wrong things, My energy was depleting, but I had no idea why. I just couldn't seem to get to dry ground. Maybe you can relate. And the more exhausted you are from chasing all the red herrings that are probably being thrown at you by your high-conflict co-parent, the easier it is for them to keep control over you through misinformation and distraction. The old adage, it takes two to tango, does not apply to high-conflict people. It does not necessarily take two people to create high levels of conflict, pain, and abuse. A singular person can create total havoc, especially if they have a scorched-earth mentality and subscribe to winning at all cost, which is the case for many people with high-conflict or narcissistic traits. I call what they bring 
the vortex of chaos. Just like a giant tornado, a high-conflict person can stir up so much drama and wreak so much havoc that they suck everything into it until the vortex of chaos grows so big and powerful, it leaves total devastation in its path. The way that we look like we're part of the problem to outsiders is that we get sucked into this vortex of chaos by engaging with the person, defending ourselves from the attacks, lowering our behavior to their level. This makes it look like we're part of the problem when we're not, and it feeds the vortex. Feeding it only makes it bigger, and that is not what we want. We want to diffuse the conflict in every way we can. And even if we can't directly diffuse it, we can just not contribute to it by understanding what's going on. So what do you do? So how do you, amid all the chaos, resist the urge to react, engage, and defend so that you can protect your sanity and focus on your relationship with your kids? Well, a good first step is getting really clear on what's actually happening with a high-conflict person. Once you understand what is happening, your path through will become clearer. You will have direction and a greater ability not to get sidetracked by distractions thrown your way. The second step is then learning how to appropriately respond, if at all. Since you now understand what's happening after step one, you are much better equipped to learn and implement what you need to do to protect you and your kids. So what I'm going to do is I am going to share with you some of the books that I recommend reading to further your understanding of what you are dealing with with this kind of person and the best way to deal with it. Because frankly, it's not going away if you have to co-parent with this person. So the first book I recommend is called Psychopath Free, Recovering from Emotionally Abusive Relationships, Narcissists, Sociopaths, and Other Toxic People by Jackson McKenzie. It was written in 2015. Now, this is one of the first books I read on the subject of high-conflict people, and I found it extremely helpful. Mackenzie does this amazing job at explaining in really simple and straightforward ways high-conflict people, who they are, how they operate, as well as how we can move forward and heal. If you were in a toxic relationship and now have to co-parent with this person, you will find this book a great place to start understanding what you went through and what you have coming up ahead of you. The second book is called Splitting. Protecting Yourself While Divorcing Someone with Borderline or Narcissistic Personality Disorder by Bill Eddy. And this one is from 2021. Bill Eddy has been in this space for a long time. He's an attorney, mediator, and clinical social worker and has written many books on the topic. What's nice about his books is he provides information on how to go through the legal process with high-conflict people, which is really important since legal abuse is a common form of post-separation abuse perpetrated by high-conflict people. Now, many people find they are in and out of court for years and years with high-conflict people. You are in this for the long haul, so knowing how to get through it is essential. Now, on the topic of Bill Eddy, 
One of his other books is called Biff for Co-Parent Communication, Your Guide to Difficult Co-Parent Texts, Emails, and Social Media Posts. This is from 2020. Now, his acronym Biff is very famous in the industry, and it stands for Brief, Informative, Friendly, and Firm, B-I-F-F. And so this is another really good read as he teaches you about the Biff method of communication. And this isn't about you trying to get your high conflict co-parent to communicate in this way, it's to teach you how to communicate with them in order to be non-reactive and not contribute to the conflict and frankly, protect your sanity. Number three is called Should I Stay or Should I Go? Surviving a Relationship with a Narcissist by Dr. Romani Durvasula. And this is from 2015. Um, And Dr. Romani is a staple in the world of narcissists and has written many books. You can find her on social media and um, she's, you know, is very knowledgeable on the topic. And this book is another one um, that is well worth the read because of her wealth of knowledge. What's particularly helpful is throughout the book, after talking on a certain topic, she lists red flags, which are super applicable to everyday life. She helps you take what you've learned and explains how it might actually manifest in real life, which is so helpful in being able to identify the behaviors, you know, in real life, what you would actually see as a manifestation of this particular trait. And so it it really is a worthwhile book to read for that reason. Number four, Invisible Chains, Overcoming Coercive Control in Your Intimate Relationship by Lisa Aronson Fontes. And this is from 2015. And this book, the reason I included it is because it talks about a topic you may or may not have heard of before, and that is coercive control. And this term is a relatively new one, and it's only you know, just now being recognized as an actual crime in some countries. And a course of control is essentially a form of abuse where one person dominates and intimidates another. And so it ends up encompassing more types of abuse beyond what we traditionally think of as intimate partner violence or domestic abuse as being, you know, physical. And as long as someone doesn't hit someone, then, you know, there's no abuse there. Whereas coercive control is a broader term, a more umbrella term for many kinds of abuse in any kind where there is a, a person is dominating and, you know, intimidating another. And it occurs over months and years. And what happens is the abuser is slowly able to chip away at their victim's sense of autonomy and sense of well-being. And it's particularly insidious because you know, it's so hard to detect and to see. And so in her book, Dr. Fontes uses real life relationship situations to illustrate her points and provide examples of how coercive control can manifest, which I found very helpful and very validating and something that just really helped me see things clearly. So I highly recommend this book. Number five, and the last one on the list. And these books are in no particular order. So, you know, I suggest reading them all. Number five is called Divorcing a Narcissist, One Mom's Battle by Tina Swithin. And this just came out in 2022. It was rewritten. Um, This is the second edition of her story. Now, Tina is a well-known figure in the family court world. She's an advocate for children's rights and the reform of the family court system. And she's based in the U.S. but has resources in many countries countries. 
I've included this book because it's sort of, it's an autobiography of her journey through marrying and divorcing a narcissist. I find that reading books with mountains of information is great, but sometimes reading a survivor story is where we can really find hope and resilience and be reminded that we are not alone and these people have gotten through it to the other side. So I I recommend, and again, Tina is on lots of social media channels and she has lots of resources. And so, you know, this is a fabulous book to read and a fabulous person to follow as well. Now, this list of books is not exhaustive. There are so many amazing resources out there and that I have not listed. And this list was specifically designed around learning about high conflict people, why they behave as they do, and what we can do about it to protect ourselves and our children and find a way to co-parent with them. These are not the only books I give credit to changing my life. And so on another episode, I'll go through some other ones. But I truly believe that the first step in the healing process is educating yourself. A big reason for that is that it's a lifesaver on a tow line that tethers you to shore at a time when you're out to sea in a storm, treading water with no idea how you ended up where you are and no idea how to get back to dry land. If you're dealing with a high conflict person, you will have to tread water for a long time in that storm. But with that line and lifesaver, you'll be able to withstand the storm for you and your kids for a long time. And as you heal and learn how to be healthy again, it's sort of like you're slowly pulling yourself along that tow line back to shore. And once you're there, you'll be able to watch the stormy waters without having to be in them. And when the storm fires up again, you still get wet. You know, you still feel the wind and see the lightning and hear the thunder, but you'll be prepared and standing on solid ground. You'll be able to see the storm for what it is and wait it out. And once it passes, you carry on until the next storm comes. But you're not treading water. You're not getting swept out to sea and you're not drowning, which is all really good news because your beautiful kids need you, mama. Chin up and rain jacket on because healthy mums raise healthy kids. Thank you so much for listening. Please leave a review. And if you like what you heard, share this episode with other mums. Don't forget to follow me on social media. And if you want to learn more about me and what else I have to offer, head over to healthymomafterdivorce.com. I can't wait to connect with you.